Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Boys in the Barrio. This episode was actually done live. So thank you all everybody who actually went by and kicked it with us at Donkey Boys and Friends event. Thank you to Donkey Boy for kicking it with us. No, Gonzo, um, so many other artists that kicked it with us. <clears throat> we really appreciate it. Um, I just want to let y'all know that y'all will hear, y'all will hear background noise, but it's due to it being live and there being live music. Um, enjoy. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, once again, just like Bentley said, shout out to you guys. Thank you for kicking it with us at the live event at 8th Wonder. Uh, and shout out, of course, to Donkey Boy and all the guests we had. And the great part is the main reason we have that. Obviously, it's noisy. Got a lot of music back there at the same time. But we wanted you guys to have that experience of what it's like to be at a live event, man. So we wanted it live. We wanted it visceral. We wanted it in your face. So whenever we had someone at the time out there repping and doing their thing, you know, we were just happy. And we wanted you all to be a part of that. So thank you. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Uh, it feels like when we're doing the DJ Screw event. Yeah, right? it's kind of like we're already buzzing and feeling it. This is like this Donkey Boy, no one type of thing. Yeah, it is. So we actually got in the house. Nope. Thank you for uh, kicking it with us, and you are actually one of the ones participating in this event. Um, how do you feel about being here today? Man, I feel good, man. I feel blessed, you know, to be able to be a part of this, especially being in the neighborhood close to where I grew up, you know. Just a blessing. And you are from Second Ward, right? Yeah, I'm from Second Ward, man. Do I need to check you? Nah, you need to check me. You're good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here talking like all fucking hours. You got a chest off. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> nah, man, um, I think it's badass, man, to see, like, when we first met. Actually, the first time we met, it was actually here at 8 Wonder. Oh, okay. That's and I was with uh, Alex. You met the donkey boy. Yeah, right? and we were here, and then I met him. And me being fucking drunk, buzzed, yeah. I told him that he looked like fucking uh, oh, yeah. the boxer. This stupid, dude. Rio. Dude, this fool, every time he meets somebody, he's like, yo, you look, hey, you look, like, you look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how y'all do it. I don't know, dude, but like that one, I thought I hit it on point. Yeah, like, he's like, I, had, I was barely gonna tell him my, my name and like, hey bro, what's up, hey, Fernando? Like, hey man, you know what you look like? I'm like, bro, let me meet you first. That sounds like me too. Like, I, I was like, cause I was already like, fuck, on my third or fourth one, so I was already like, fuck it, dude. Like, I know That's this dude. Good. I met him, and then I'm like, hey dude, you look like this boxer, dude. Like, straight up, dog. Like, right now, I cannot. And I, 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 did, I, did that, I did that with him. Yeah. Where I was like, I thought he looked like a comedian named Sinbad. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Oh, that boy's so light skinned. He's bright yellow. I was like, come on, player. But it's crazy how it's a small world, bro. Like, he was here, we were talking, and then uh, coming to find out, um, I know his cousin. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Me, and his cousin, me and his cousin used to be like, probably if we still clicking, you know, but you know how things very are. But in middle school, we were like best friends. Oh, damn, that's wild. And his cousin. So when he told me that, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking badass. That's cool. Yeah, I think it came out like once we were like, you know, like we like we added each other on what, uh, like uh, Instagram and all that. He was uh, he's like, hey, how you know Alan? That's my cousin Alan. Like, oh, that's my cousin. So uh, he was telling me he grew up with him and everything. I was like, oh shit, what's my world? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Small world. Actually, you know who used to box with Alan a lot? My cousin Tommy. Really? Dude, they used to box it out like a motherfucker with gloves, just yeah. for the fuck of it. My cousin, my other cousin. Just for the fuck of it. Just box. Let's just box. Dude, what the fuck? Like, hey. But anyways, man, I'm super happy to see you. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, see where your art has come and 
stuff like that. Um, like you could see how far you've come from when I first met you, especially even before that. You know what I'm saying? Like you've done pretty crazy things. And how do you feel about that? That you know now you're being like in these events and actually people seeing your art. And it feels it feels badass. So it's a great feeling, you know, because like I've been doing art for a long time. And I, when I first started, I was doing nothing but graffiti, you know, just doing graffiti, illegal stuff, back in the days when I was in high school and shit like that. And now, it's like, like, I gotta give a shout out to, to Donkey Boy, you know, because he's always, since, since we met, you know, he's always looked out for me, you know, and, you know, he's, my, he's basically my mentor, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, give yeah. him a lot of props and, you know, a lot of love for him, you know, because uh, he's helped me, you know, kind of break through to get to the next level yeah, to where I needed barriers, to be. Yeah, to do where you are right now. Yeah. It's, just, it's just something that, that I probably wouldn't have been able to do by my, by my own, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, you know, so like, he, he's always, he's my boy, you know, and uh, he helps me out, you know, he gives me, you know, feedback and all that. So, uh, yeah, man, shout out to him, man. So I remember, uh, I remember you saying that last time when we talked to you about inventory and stuff. So what are one of the things that he kind of, kind of try to put you on lately that you've been trying to work on? Uh, you see, I used to do nothing but like, like paint on paper and all that and do illegal spray paint. And I started sticking to paintbrush now. I've been doing paintbrush for, it's going on three years. And um, it's been a challenge, but it's, it's helped out a lot, you know. Um, I feel comfortable with it now. I'm getting, I'm st I still need some work, you know what I mean? And um, I get, uh, I get a lot of, a lot of, Feedback from him, you know, and he helps me out, and he does nothing but paintbrush. That's something that I really, really stick to now. I like sticking to spray painting, and I don't even like much sketch or nothing like that. Only when I'm about to start a new job or like do do something, come up with something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like you back in the days, it was just pen and pencil on paper, and sometimes I wouldn't even color it, and then I started coloring. I was just doing graffiti for a while, graffiti, graffiti. And then uh, I kind of broke through. Once I met him, he helped me break through that, through that, to that next level. Hey, no. So let me ask you something. Uh, we grew up in Second Ward, right? Yeah. So did you ever feel like I don't know with your art and stuff like that? Did you ever feel like you were limited? Like, fuck, I don't. I want to stop doing this because how far can this actually get me? See, I never, I never thought about that because. It's just something that I've always had a passion for art. It's always been a passion for yeah. you know. And, and uh, I I met new people in Austin when I went to Austin High School, freshman and all that. And that Austin holding it down. Yeah, right we gotta right? hold it down, man, for Austin, man. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Who I met, are you? I met, Where did you go? <laughs> Where did you go, man? Man, you know what? I'm not even from here. I've been here almost 10 years now. El vato is Latino, wey. El vato likes tacos, tortas, everything, bro. You know what? I mean, that's what I grew up around. You know what I'm saying? When I first came here, I was southwest side, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was originally You're Honduran, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm probably Dominican. I got a lot of Dominican. A lot of Dominican. Yeah, you look a little bit like that. Nah, I'm for you. Que lo que Nah, but, uh... Yeah, I did a lot of graffiti, and then... It was just, just, you know, you just, just do it out of nowhere, you know, and I started meeting people in Austin, they were from Second Ward and shit, they had their little crew or whatever, so uh, we started kicking it or whatever, but I was still doing my own thing, I always did my own thing, you know, and uh, I always chilled with my boys from, from my street, which is Godwin Street, and uh, 
out here street. <laughs> Shout out to that street. That's my street, man. And uh, it's just always been like, we, you know, go to my homeboy's house and be like, dude, you know, just fucking around with my pain or whatever. But I just never went to the next level until just a, a few years ago, you know? And, and I've been just trying to take advantage of that situation, you know, like good people looking out for each other, looking out for me, you know? And, and um, I think it's an amazing vibe, yeah, Like when you hang around with people that everybody has the, like the same interests in mind for each other. Like for example, when I hung out with you, or like when I hung out with you, like not that one time because that was just like an introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But afterwards, like I read nothing but humbleness from you. You know what I mean? So it's love, like man. a mutual thing. It's like, man, he's trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Everybody around you is trying to get yeah. it. Like, and and you, you can't ask for more from people like that, man. Like, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling to be able to, like, relate with you. Like, yeah, it's it's got to be inspiring, right? Because you just around like-minded folks, man. You're all trying to get up and do better for yourself. Yeah. Your heart out. It's actually, yeah, it is, man, because... I mean, there's just times that I, I mean, I, I think everybody goes through that in, in the art industry, like where they're just, their mind goes blank. And they're like, what the, what the fuck am I gonna come over? You yeah. know what I mean? And it happens, dude. So it's good to know you meet other artists and then they tell you, you know what, I've been through that shit or like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've had struggles like that where I just. So couldn't. as an artist, you hit like, like blocks where you just like, I don't know, like creativity, like I, right now, like. I don't know what else to create. I've, I've had challenges like that before, you know. And it's just, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it just happens, you know what I mean? And, and, and I've hard? met other people that have had it before, and, and like, man, it happens to everybody. So it's like, it just makes me feel better, and it gets, you know, it just, instead of being like, fuck, what am I gonna come up with? Like, you know what? Get my ass up and let's, let's think of something, you know what I mean? It just, it just motivates me even more, you know, shit like that. Is it hard? being a artist and still keeping that same creativity but at the same time still having to do like a regular job like a regular nine to five it's difficult man it's really really hard because i have a i have a job regular job and and it's like there's just times that i just want to paint and I, like, like this week you know i had all these paintings to come up with and i already had the ideas there just wasn't no time you know i got them done though but there wasn't no time and, yeah, it's hard, man. It's tough, you know. Especially I got crazy hours where I work and shit like that. So, so you say time. Um, so this is a question I want to bring up to both of y'all. Do you think 24 hours is enough time in a day, or do you think we don't spend it wisely? Uh, oh man, that's a good question. I mean, if I had to, if I had to say, I'd probably say we don't spend it wisely. You know, I, I get it. We're always looking. What the at, fuck else do you want me to do? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we I'm can't. Plan. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so for yeah, example, from, from 9 to 5, I know I'm at work. 
And for a while there, like I was getting so caught up, like I was bringing the podcast into work and doing my podcast at work. So it's like, nah, I can't, I can't really do that. Yeah, they're cool with that, and that's good. You know, you, oh, yeah. you're doing what you gotta do. You know what I mean? As long as you don't get in trouble, you don't get fired, shit like that. Yeah. Like I get like. I go, I get like a seven to five job, you know, I go to work, that's yeah. where my hours are, supposedly, but they're not, they're not, my hours are never respected. There's times that I get home late, like, and oh, I don't it's one of those shit. that it's not like hours. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'll be on call every other weekend, and that fucks me up, big time, you know what I mean? So, it, it, it's tough at times, you know, because I got a family too, you know, I got kids, and I gotta, I gotta give them attention too, you yeah, know what I mean? Course. I gotta yeah, spend yeah. time with my kids all the time, my family, you know, and, uh, but that, you know, like, everybody knows that I love, this is what I do, you know, and right now that I'm getting the opportunity to know people, to, to, to get, a, uh, you know, uh, everybody to just help me out, you know, like, you talk to friends and all that, just give me advice and feedback, like, you know, and I take advantage of it, you know, yeah. because who does that for you, you know what I mean? Nobody does. And it's hard to find people, man, that actually like, care. You know what I'm saying? Especially people that are not your family. Yeah, it happens. Uh, oh, that boy Kirby showed up. Yeah. Oh, hey. I'm on the clock. Oh, he said Kirby. Oh, oh shit. He's down, call, baby. No sales a las ocho. I'm busting a triple tonight. I'm gonna get up till tomorrow at 8 a.m. at night. Money. I haven't seen your ass all year, bro. What's going on? How you what are we talking about? Let's talk, man. Let's My talk. boy, nope. <laughs> uh, hey, so one of your pieces that we have at the studio is the fuck Trump, the one I got from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's actually one of my favorite pieces. Not so much because I think it meant more to me now that he became president. Because in the beginning, I was like, fuck Trump. But now it's more like, I don't like that motherfucker. Like, just, I don't fucking like him. But when I see your piece, like we have it, and it's like, like it kind of brings me back to the emotions I felt before. You get what I'm saying? Like this is the way I felt about this motherfucker. You gotta say back then, and it's a reminder, like fuck this motherfucker. You get what I mean? And it means more now that he became president and being Latino. I don't know. Like where were you in the state of mind when you created that? When I did it, man, I was just like, to be honest, I was just like. In a way, you know, I was bullshit. Now that I see stuff that he's doing, I don't agree with a lot of things he's doing. You know what I mean? Especially me being Mexican. You know, I got my all my family is from Mexico City, so uh, so we got. You know, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, what you gotta do is, man, like, and, and it's basically, you know, that's God's decision. You know what I mean? Let him handle it. Leave it alone. That's it. You know what I mean? Whatever happens, happens. But yeah, I got the right to, you know, freedom of speech, you know what I mean? I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. You know? So I decided to do that on the wall. Um, oh, you actually did do it off for, of uh, Milby. Yeah, Milby, Milby and what is it, Polk? Yeah. Milby and Polk at that uh, super happy fun that yeah. I did. I did that one right there. You did there. the piece, actually, the one we have at the studio. Yeah, the yeah. One that yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, he actually yeah. Did, he did it bigger at a, at a, at a local Yeah, that was oh, for, uh, for meeting the styles just on the back side of the Milby's wall. Right? Yeah, Milby Street and uh, Pope. Milby oh, Street, not, not the high school. Ah, nah, you know what I'm trying don't to hear about confused. this thing. I know, yeah. We don't fuck with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, this nigga on one right now, man. Yeah, I did that one, and then I did it on uh, canvas, and... My boy, uh, Bentley decided to buy it, so 
appreciate you, man, yeah. bro. I actually went and checked out his actual piece. Uh, the one he did out of yeah. the place. Yeah, I went to see that one, too. So, so what you been up to lately, man? Like, besides all lately, going on right and, now? I mean, I've been working a lot, and on my days off, I try to concentrate a lot on my artwork. Lately, I've been trying to just come up with new ideas and uh, paint them, you know? I mean, I don't have a lot of time, so the times that I do have, the little time that I do have, I try to take advantage of it. And of course, you know, even it out with my family. But uh, yeah, man, my artwork, that's what I've been That's another balance, man. It must be hard, dude. Like, you're balancing a job, your passion, a family, a job. All this other stuff, bro. It's like I think the it's good thing is that they understand, and they, you know, good. like my wife, she she completely got my back 100. You know what I mean? And whenever there's like this whole week, bro, I was like going to sleep crazy hours, just trying to come up with new pieces. I mean, trying to finish up the new pieces. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's time consuming, you know. So I gotta I gotta kind of lose a little bit of sleep, and shit like oh, that. Yeah, I can imagine. It's all good though. It's worth it, man. Look at where we're at right now. Yeah. It's kind of a big sacrifice, right? And it's great to have your family. It's great, yeah, yeah. When, the, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at a bigger picture, right? And, and it's pretty dope when they have that vision. You know, your lady, she sees what you're trying to do, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it down for you any way she can as well. But I think you feel pretty good. Oh, yeah, that feels great, man. It's crazy because, look, I'm about to say something. Y'all know who Daddy Yankee is, right? No, fool. <laughs> Nobody knows me. I don't know who Daddy Yankee is. <laughs> well, look, I, uh, um... There's this song that I fell in love with this dude, like, it's called, uh... Fuck, but I mean, what's the name of the song I like? I don't know. The one I've been playing over. <laughs> he played that song through my whole haircut. Hey. <laughs> my whole haircut. I'm about to tell y'all, because it's important. Oh, oh, I love that, man. It is called, It Is Not A Crime, No Es Ilegal. Badass song. But anyways, so, when I started listening to the song, I was like, dude, this fucking dude, Daddy Yankee, since I was like fucking 12, this dude's been dropping tracks that are just fucking popping. This dude's been popping for like ever. He's just fucking talented. Yeah. So I started looking into him and shit like that. Dude, you know he's been married to his wife for 20 years? And then he said it, he said it, he's like, hey, every fucking man that's successful has a fucking, uh, uh, what was the word? I'm not trying to mix it up, but basically he said that every has a good woman behind him. Yeah, that's a classic black thing too, behind every strong black man, strong black woman. That was something a lot of folks would say too. Are you trying to go against us Hispanics? No, niggas. Hell yeah, that's what it is. I'm bullshitting. Oh, no, okay. I'm my bad, dog. You're so serious, though. You scare me sometimes. That's good. I want, I want, sometimes I want to be able to give that, like, Facial expression, like, I'm serious. They're trying to, they're trying to release the outer thug in you, right? Like, yo, man, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I need someone to feel like I can shoot. Sometimes. Okay, I respect that. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, so, you still tag? Like, illegal stuff? Nah, like, graffiti? Oh, yeah. Like, graffiti? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, get him in trouble, you know? That's about illegal shit. Yeah, I think graffiti, man. I, I... I stick to graffiti still, man. That, that's what I do. You know what I mean? What I'm working on is I'm trying to I'm trying to develop something where I can, you know, use my graffiti a lot. But that's mainly because that's what you love. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I do, man. That's what I started doing. I mean, I used to sketch here and there when I was little, you know. 
draw, try to draw other stuff from like lowrider books and shit like that. You know, yeah. you remember the old lowrider books? Yeah, yeah. With the sketches, I'll have like three or four pages. With low, I'll try to do that shit, you know. And it got to a point where I started doing graffiti and I started doing my, my own style. I started developing my style. Yeah, it, it takes time, bro. I mean, I was fucking trash when I started, you know. And now I just, I'm trying to do what I just said, you know, like. Like my graffiti with what I do and mix it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm still, I'm still uh, uh, experimenting and shit like that, you know? Is it hard sometimes, like, because you know that that's what you do, is it hard sometimes to, like, uh, say you want to put a graffiti piece out? Is it hard because you know that maybe some people see it as it's still, like, illegal or some shit? Nah, man, I don't, because if it's illegal, it's illegal, you know? You, you know what's illegal, you know what's illegal. You go on 45 and you see shit like that on the bridge or whatever, you know. And so you how know do you feel about that? Honestly, being, being a former dude that does I don't have nothing against it, bro. I can't be against that because that's how it started, you know what I mean? And, and where I used to paint is like it used to be the old YA. You know what I'm talking about, bro? Right 45, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be the old YA. Yeah, I used to know B-Boys and that's how I made some of the graffiti artists and shit like that that I still fuck with. And then we used to go to trains. When I first started, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? I was yeah. and then, should I do it, should I not? But once I started doing shit, that was my spot, you know, since I was young, man. But illegal, I haven't done in a long time. It's been a long time. Man. But I still stick to graffiti, no matter what. You know what I, mean? I, I mean, that's a little, I guess, in a way, right? I mean, you, you kind of, I don't want to, I don't feel disrespectful with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting different pieces, so I feel like it's not looked at as bad now because instead of just tagging like a name or something like that, you know, you're putting, you know, pieces, man, with emotion and action, so you know, a lot of people can relate to. Is that something you feel more comfortable um, doing because you're, you're, see, you're starting to see a lot of people agreeing or, you know, understanding where you're coming well, from? Well, at first it was like, we, I used to do shit with my boys from my neighborhood and shit, you know, from Godwin and shit, and uh, they used to give me shout out. People that knew me from from high school, from Austin, they'd be like, hey, that's what's up, you know, whatever. And that was it. I never, I would get, what, a couple of bucks, 10, 20 bucks for a flyer here and there, back in high school. And uh, that was it, bro. And then for a while, I stopped. I stopped painting, and then I started painting again, and then that's when I made Alex, the donkey boy, and it just, just went up and up, you know what I mean? And now, now that I, you know, some of my artwork sells, you know, I get paid for it. I'm like, oh shit, you know, like this shit's real, you know what I mean? Like, damn, like that's why I'm like, you know what? I gotta take advantage of this shit, you know what I mean? That's badass. You actually did one of uh, Kirby's, one of our good friend Kirby's logo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the hardest part of that logo? I just want to know. Was it his head? His head, <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> There was nothing hard about it. Everything was perfect about his body, bro. Yeah, that's beautiful. Damn, <laughs> this motherfucker's gonna hear this shit and be like, oh my god. I, I get hard, big head is. This gonna already go to the motherfucker. Like, nah, man, it was. I'm glad he liked it, man. It was, I'm, actually, I wanna get a t shirt from him. I hope he got some more, because I wanna have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna rock, you know, support him, and at the same time, you know what I mean? You can put your stuff out. Yeah, yeah. It's a win-win because y'all trying to come up together, right? I mean, yeah, man. Show love for each other. You know, you know. So tell 
tell us about what's going on. I mean, I know people who aren't able, obviously, to, to literally see what's going on. I put a picture up on my grand, on my grand. You know, the at Silver man. I put some stuff up on no one. Yeah, I but, mean, uh, I mean, tell us what's going on, man, with uh, the art you got up. I here. mean, some of some of it's just graffiti, you know, that I that I've done a couple of, uh, some time ago, and then I have I have some uh, what is it, the, the Texas uh, the state bird yeah. with the Texas flag in the back. Okay. I'm just trying to. No, basically, we're from Texas, you know, we got, we got people from uh, all over the place right now right, right, right. for the Super Bowl, yeah. so, you know what I mean, just show some love, maybe they can take a souvenir or something, you know, shit like that, and then some of it is my personal stuff where I got my, I got those shoes right there, the yeah. Red Toe 3s, and uh, yeah, yeah. I put a ring on I, like, I like that one, that's pretty dope. Yeah, you want to buy it, bro? It's all, it's all for you, baby. <laughs> hey, there you go, bro. Yo, you gotta get it out there, it's, uh, that's bas that's actually my shoe, dude. Uh, I've been having those shoes since I was young, bro. And, and uh, that's my favorite pair of shoes. Cause when I first started working, I bought my own shoes and it was those. You know what I mean? And, and I, took a, I, I took a picture of my yeah. shoes and I painted them. And then I put original because those are OGs. You know what I mean? From, they're like 16 years old. And then another, the other one that I did, those are my three recent pieces, which is the, the state bird, the shoes, and then the other one that I'm about to talk about, which is, uh, okay. it's, um, it's, it's police officers from Mexico. Okay. And they're basically playing video games. You know how everything's going on right now where the cops are, you know, they're they're even getting paid from the cartels and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not trying to get into all it's that. It's kind of wild. But it's just a, basically like a, like, like a, you know, like a message, you know, like, Instead of doing their job, they're fucking playing games. You know what I mean? Hey, Homeboy got his uniform like on, got an AK on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I like that, man. And you got the flag in the background, like I said. Got yeah, so I put the colors in the back so they can get the idea. Would you be down to do one of the Salvadorian flag like that? Salvadorian? I don't know much about Salvadorian, but the bus has been set. Nah, no. And I've been noticing a lot of people kind of stop by and they'll and, look over at your stuff and everything. And that one is not, it's, it's, it's not a, what yeah. is it, a, it's not a stencil, man. I actually did everything with paintbrush. And the background is spray paint, of course, you can tell, you know, but, but people do that and they do stencils. I, I did a couple pieces like that and I do paintbrush. I just, it's a lot of work, but I take more credit for it. You know yeah, what I mean? of course, yeah. I'm not, trying to hit on, I'm not trying to hit on nobody that does stencils, because that's the shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, I don't even know how to do stencils, but I, I think that's tight, you know what I mean? And and me, I'd rather do that, you know what I mean? I'd rather do it just like that with a paintbrush. Though. The shading is really ill, that's something that catches my eye a lot. For Especially sure. on the back with, uh, with one of the offices, the office on the right side right there, man. Yeah, like, that's kind of one of the dopest parts, is like the lighting and the, and the shadowing and everything. For I sure. can barely paint, I can't even paint like a solid coat of paint, you feel me? Like it's like <laughs> it's it's streaky as hell, you know, so that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it takes time though, oh my Doc, right now you were like, yeah, the painting. I like, really get your ass out the way. Like, really? <laughs> I was like, damn, dog. Like, did, 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 did you wash your hands, dog? Hell no, nah, dude. That shit's dope as fuck, man. I'm like, 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 you know what? This is your ass. Got hey, so Noke said that the hardest part of your logo, Noke said that the hardest part of your logo was nothing. He said your body is perfect. I'm a perfect circle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. He's an easy shape. Hey, just get a fucking. I do need another logo. Let's do it. 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 Let's do
do it. Just get a fucking perfect circle. I need a shirt too, bro. Huh? I need a shirt. I got you. I look for them more. All right. Hey, a lot of people coming in. Like, like, nah, like, nah, no. nah, uh, he did this hat right here, man. Oh, he, he made all the one I'm wearing right now. So. Oh, he did the shirt? Everything, yeah. man. I went through three of those hats today, man. Fuck the first two up. Uh, <laughs> it's all nah, good. His no, fucking no. prints, go. They hold on, dog. Hey, don't straight. <laughs> put him through the Washateria and Fosso in Second War. I put him in the heavy duty dryer. Yeah. No, you go to the big one. We got like four dollars. Kind of die on I put, I put, I put it through those two of those. Bang. Okay. Came out. <laughs> still intact, baby. Yeah. Still out there. Yeah. I bought a shirt from Key. Yeah. That whole shrink on me, swimming like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, tanked out. That just says Thank you, 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 you need to do something. Nah, I'm your I'm your fluffy poppy. Hey, but nah, man, I really appreciate everything. Uh, you actually helped us with the shirts. Got the coffee like chair. Oh, we're on the hood and shit. Exactly. Donkey boy, Adrian, everybody. Hey, so I'm gonna ask both of y'all a question right now. So let's let's, let's talk about this. Y'all know Second Ward is changing, right? It's changing a lot, bro. Okay, so how do y'all feel about the change? Um, I can't be mad at them, though. You know what I mean? I mean, they're changing it, bro. I mean, it's changing a lot, you know. And 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 one thing that I really really regret is not buying the house for my dad in my in my street. Man, bro, I wanted the house so bad. Because I wanted to keep my, my family and my kids in the hood, you know what I mean? Okay, just down the street. And that's street. what I want to do, dude, but it's getting harder now. It's hard. You know why? Because it, you got downtown. You got fucking, You got U of H. Everybody, everybody out here, dog, is fucking raising up. The, they're buying everything from us for a cheap price, and they're raising the prices yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up, my shit. What about you, bro? There's some shit that still doesn't need to be in there that's getting picked out slowly, man. You know, you still got those people that are still immature. Like, you still see those people around, oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Too much, man. Damn, man of the damn. The man of the, the, man the, man the, man of the, the one that. You guys, you guys got permission to do this? <laughs> we gave you guys permission. Yo, pack the shit. We got to go. I was like, we <laughs> hey, gave you guys permission, oh, dude. Hey, pack the shit. We got to go right now. Fuck <laughs> that. I showed up at 12. I've been set up here since 12, bro. Nah, hey, appreciate it, Alex, for letting us uh, be a part of your event, man. Yeah, appreciate, really appreciate it. Once again, yeah. we've done it. It's been a dope, you know, kicking it with people and shit. No doubt. So, no I think doubt. every event this boy throws, man, is fire. Huh? Every event this boy throws, Donkey Boy is fire, no man. They just screw me. Everything he does. Todos se ponen a pedo, Alex, how you feel about this one, bro? I feel good, dude. It's tough because Super Bowl's going on, so everybody's... Spread out. spread out, man. It's spread out, so it's hard to compete with, yeah. with, uh, with the big time stuff, you know. But you know, good. It's good. It's a good crowd. Yeah, good vibe, dude. The art is good, you know. I love it. Uh, 
Scooter's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna let you do your thing. No, but back to the second war yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, oh. you, you were talking about the changes. Yeah, man. Um, I still feel like there's still a lot of people that are really immature that never outgrew that phase that should have been outgrown. And oh, they didn't go through some shit the other day. Yeah, man. It's just it's, some people just never outgrow it, and I feel like that will help pick it out, man. Like you should, I mean, you go through a phase at a certain age, man. I think once you're past that certain age, man, it should be get over it. It's time for you to mature, right? Yeah, I mean, like you mature. get into shit, you want to experience different parts of the world, whatever, man. You grow, you know. You don't get stuck in the past. I get it, and I get what he's saying. I don't have a. I realize that I don't have a problem with change. It's just when you make a change and you don't like put an explanation behind it. It's just like I'm bull, bulldozing myself through your, wherever you're from, oh, yeah. and just taking over. I wish it could be all of us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like shit at the end of the day, dude, it could be us fucking fixing our parents' houses and making them look nice. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's letting us. Other people, the rich folks, come and buy our parents' house. Hey, we'll offer you this much. Our parents ain't never seen that type of money. Yeah. Never. Not you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the reality of it. My parents ain't never seen that type of money or anybody. So they're going to be like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let me buy that. You know what I'm saying? And a day, it's too narrow. I think, I think y'all touched up on it. In a way, it's good to see change, right? Because somebody is putting money into where you're at. Now, the question is, when we talk about education, we talk about, okay, how are they treating the people that are here, though? You know, and if you see, if you see your folks, and they're trying to kind of force them out of the way, that becomes an issue. You're like, yo, man, I mean, we want the money to be put in, but y'all ain't got to kick this out. Like, we work our ass off. We, we live the way y'all live, too. You know, we're, we're here supporting our neighborhood. We've been here before y'all, so you want to see them uplift them at the same time you don't want to see nobody get pushed out, you know, as, as part of the process. You know? So I feel that, man. Yeah, Intellectual. Even, even then, man, like, you get the people that do have the money to fix up their house, and and right away, man, hey, it's getting flipped. Either way. That's what they do, though. Yeah, it's getting flipped. That's exactly what they're doing, bro. I mean, that's what happened with us, you know what I mean? I was living in an apartment and shit like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, I told my dad, like, hey, I want that house. I'm ready for it. He's like, man, where about to sign papers? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm ready to sign them papers? Yeah, no doubt. Like, man, you know, like, fuck. I was like, I was pissed, you know? Yeah. Because I wish they would have spoke to me about it. Which, I mean, it's their, it's their house. They're, you know, they put all their money. But it's like, in the way that I was like, Man, I would love to fucking keep keep everything going. Like whatever my dad worked for since he came here yeah. from Mexico. Yeah, no doubt. Everything that he fucking busted his ass for, I would that would have been my dream now to fucking keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? This is my dad's house. He got it here. He didn't have faith when he got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted. You know what I mean? But he had different plans. And, I mean, it's all good, man. Respect. Everything still worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get you because. You say you see the house is a symbolizing something more bigger than this. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in fucking, I got, I was raised in second you know, from fucking Canal to fucking Linden uh, by, by Lina's barbecue, and then Godwin. So that's where I stayed the most, Godwin. That was great. Oh. <laughs> Sophie. Oh, Sophie. Oh, look at you like this. Oh, look around like, look at the poster. But no, I, I feel 
sometimes pretty cool of you to be like, yo, at the end of the day, my pops decided this is the way he wanted to go, so how you expecting me? Yeah, I still, I mean, it's tight, you know, but yeah. it's still tough times because I pass by there, I still got my boy that lives right there in the same street. With, you know, his parents having this yeah, house, yeah, yeah. so kind of other people that I fuck with that, 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 that still own the house in the same street. And it's like I pass by my own house, it don't look nothing like I used to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fucking, it looks sick, you know, it looks tight. But, you gotta move on. You know? That's true. So one question I always wanted to ask is, how do you both y'all know each other? We met. How did we meet, though? At Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> we met at Olive Garden. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the bread. We met at Olive Garden. At the Nutcracker. That's how we met. Now we meet at Olive Garden. Yeah, uh, it was at Olive Garden. Was it uh, my girl? My girl grew up with y'all. What, a couple years ago, three years ago, I think. Yeah, a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, we just connected that way, man. Our I got, I got a good vibe, man. He likes to nah, nah, we like to do it. It's cool, you know. So he, he's into shit. He's into the same industry that we kind of, we kind of connect. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all one. He prints t-shirts, you know. Donkey Boy prints t-shirts. They, you know, I fuck with everybody like that. You know, they're they're both they're off in the neighborhood. You know, yeah. You know, I'm trying to see if here's a better price for you. Until I get a cheaper price, I'm afraid of. Hey, hey, y'all, come on now. Hey, you actually do mix too, right? You're a DJ too. Yeah, that's where uh, I started DJing. Shit, man, I had my first setup when I was in the seventh grade. So it's been... You went to Jackson? No. I went to middle school, private school. You went to that art ground school. Damn. The Queen of Peace. Damn. Interesting, man. Hey, you know what? I can't knock you though. Saliste bueno, wey. Saliste bueno. Saliste educado. Saliste todo. Respect. You're not valendo verga. Fucking public school. Nah, uh, gotta give it to you, man, for real. Oh, no. No, man. Anyway, back to your story. Um, so, you went to private school and then where, where'd you go to high school? Eastwood Academy. Oh, that's not bad, yeah. It's right down the street from Austin. Yeah, y'all were still around us, <laughs> hanging out. Still here a little bit. Oh, hey, that's... Oh, boy, hey, right here. Come on, man. Are we live? Yeah, yeah we're live, man. We're live. Oh, oh, holding it down. Come on, Namo. What's up, Adrian? Hey, Namo. Hey, Namo. For real? Us. How you feel about being a part of this event? Oh, Ever since I left my job, I've been trying to like, you know, focus on my art, focus on my talent, being part of stuff like this, dude, gives me more motivation. So, yeah, dude. So wait, let me get straight. So you left your job to follow your dreams? I was a teacher, dude. Teacher for two and a half years, and before that, I was just working like an HR job. And I love teaching, but you know, there's some some situation with you know, administration, and you know, they don't they don't value teachers nowadays. Uh, but. You know, I've always had a passion for art. I went to art school. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's, let's see what, what God's going to give me. And so far, man, I'm not, I'm not a starving artist, but, you know, it's all right to lose a couple pounds if I don't eat, so I ain't tripping. You know I'm going to ask y'all about that. What y'all feel about the term starving artist? Hey. What's up? I'm going to ask y'all how you feel about that term starving artist. It exists, bro. It, it exists. does exist, though. It's real? So, I mean, you know, it's like the same thing. If you're a 
guy, you sometimes go through a dry spell, or, yeah. you know, another account. Same wow, thing, you're an artist. <laughs> yeah. You're an artist, you go through a little dry spell, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta make art, sell it, hopefully it sells. If it yeah. does, keep pushing, you know? I respect that, man. I know how it feels now. I'll never artist. I start my ass off. You just drive. You just drive. I don't drive to the motherfucker. I don't drive. You're not an artist. You just drive. I was hungry. I'm just hungry. Hungry and horny. Give him some milk. Give him some milk. You just stare at your dick for like 10 minutes. Like, damn. What's going on with us right now? We need to get something rolling, though. Motivate each other. Motivate each other, bro. Motivate. That boy Adrian for Second World too, right? I know he is. Look, long story short, I'm going to make it real short. Saludos a toda la raza, East End, baby. Hold it down, baby, for Second World all day, baby. Nah, I get crying, my man. Nah, every side, dog. Gonna wait, 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 dog. Gonna yeah. Uh, and then it was quick, it was nothing, you know, but afterwards we started kicking and talking. And then he, we started talking and shit, small ass fucking world. So he knows all of my fucking brothers and yeah, sisters. Yeah, we went to same high school. But it's fucking crazy, small ass world, this boy gotta go, but yeah, we know each other. I'll catch you on hey, the second we'll, round. Yeah, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna go hit my other art show, but not for sure. Yeah, no, right, that's 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 all right. All right, brother. Design right here, huh? But, uh, oh, yeah. What are we talking about? So be honest, what was the hardest part of doing this design? Probably, probably. That's what you're doing. Uh, it wasn't that hard. La Panza? Nah. What? La Panza? Hey. You know what was hard for me, though? The, probably the hardest thing was that the fact that uh, it was on my mind that he was going to be satisfied or not. You know what I mean? So when I gave it to him, and he was like, Bro, you killed it. I was like, that's it. I was like, fuck yeah, you know, I appreciate it. I saw the south side line and oh. That's one of the best feelings when someone I, actually loves you. I fixed that taper paint on. I fixed it. Yeah, that's your work, player. That boy said I do fucked up here because he gave you the thumbs down on like season and shit. That boy said I was working the chino. Damn. Fiesta Harrisburg, huh? Right next to it. Don't ever say that place. That place is like. I don't even let, I don't even show you. I don't even pour one for that thing. Fucked up face, dog. Damn, dog. It's gonna be alright, bro. It's gonna be alright. You're talking about the Chinos on Harrisburg, right? Right next door. To, 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 uh, right next door to Fiesta. Those Chinos that she's going there, man? Yeah, you can get the $3.99. They were $5.99. Hey, I went and I told them, hey, middle school. I said, hey, I want a fade with an edge up. No edge up. And my mission, I think, yeah. Not when your mom used to cut it, like your first, like. Oh, like it would be my, it would be my, uh, my cousin, uh, Jay, Juan. <laughs> Honey, it was so low, dog. 
<laughs> hey, but you know the original. It would original, get flooded. It would get flooded, bro. On the original. <laughs> shit. Original taper phase, low. Yeah, and, and that's the one I like to do. That's the one I learned to do with low phase, like low taper. You know what I'm saying? But now it went to like higher. It's like a phase on the fucking side. But everybody has, you know, their preferences and stuff like that. So. Like my first first taper, though, like in. Uh, like in third, right next to third ward, though. So it's like I'm in second ward, I'm Godwin, which is like a, two blocks away from Austin, and then it's U of H, and then third ward. So Man, shout out to third ward. I have to get out there for a minute too. <laughs> well, I when I first started getting a fade, like a taper fade, it was in uh, something serious. That's what it was called. And uh, I don't know if they're there anymore. But that was my first fade. I was to fuck with it. You feel like a G came out like, damn. Like, that's what I like. I had to come over that everybody using it right now. For real? Come over. Oh, hey, nah, that's how my mom, that's what my mom wanted. <laughs> my mom had me with the like, the partido right here. Little partido. Salvadorian style. Salvadorian, hold me down. I bought my hair all good. Boy, I had long hair. Damn. I had the duck tail, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, 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 I don't know what the fuck, man. You did have that shit, though. Yeah, they made other spiky hair than that. Yeah, they fucked it. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, 
So I appreciate you know. Hey, thank you for always showing us support and stuff like that. It's mutual. We respect you. We have nothing but love for you. And whatever we can do for the podcast. Story short, I, I, I was born here in the East End, downtown, or uh, you know, East of downtown Houston, and uh, I got into graffiti art back when I was a kid. I was like 12, 13. Um, so I was always um, artistically inclined, right? I was always drawing, sketching, whatever kids draw at that age. Yeah. But I, uh, I was never really focused in anything in particular. But then back in the 80s, I started listening to this uh, really cool, like underground counterculture music called rap. I don't know if you heard of it. Nah, man, we're not you know? familiar with it. What? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, but it's like, to put it in that context, it's like, back in those days, it's like, it, it, it was like, what is this? Like, yeah. it, it didn't exist. And uh, when I heard, when I first heard the rap music, like, I was like, yo, this, this, this is my shit right here. I, I was like, I, I love the music. So I got into the music, and obviously, rap was one part of the hip-hop culture so right. I, I my first introduction to hip-hop or the culture of hip-hop was through the rap music and then obviously right right as you soon as you meet rap you meet turntablism because that's the DJ right yeah. behind him and as soon, yeah and so as soon as you as soon as you get past DJ the next one is b-boy right so yeah. I got into b-boying but so the whole time I'm experiencing hip-hop I got the three pillars down but I kept seeing something in the background and then once I saw and once I realized what it was, 
I, I naturally gravitated towards the graffiti part, right? The graffiti aspect or the the uh, the, the written language of hip hop. Um, and I, um, you know, for me, it's like when I was a kid growing up, I I never realized that I could actually be an artist per se or, or be an artist um, in the but sense why, that why though? Well, because all of my references growing up as here's an artist, they didn't look like me. They were older people. Okay. They were mainly Renaissance. You know, they just I didn't I couldn't I couldn't connect with the artist they were showing me, saying, "Look at this page or look at this picture. This is what the artist. This is who the artist is." And I would look at them, and I I literally thought to myself, "Only white people with beards can be artists." So you never felt like that us like that? No, not at all. Because I, I never I was never shown a reference. That I could connect with. Yeah, because of course, growing up, you like you see things and you're like, oh, I could be that, or I could do that. The, so the the, on, the only art that I was exposed to was whatever was available in elementary, right? So at that point, much. you're looking at Da Vinci, you know, you're looking at maybe uh, maybe uh, Salvador Dali, maybe you know, it wasn't as extensive, you know. So I didn't I didn't even know who Diego Rivera was till later in life, you know. I didn't know who Frida Kahlo was till later in life. So when I saw kids in New York that were 12, 13, 14, that were bombing subway trains, creating art on trains. That's the first time I saw a creative that looked like me, that spoke like me, that was around my age. And they were doing that shit. And I was like, fuck, I can do that shit. That's me. That's that's me. I, that was my first connection with the realization of like, doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is. If you have that drive, you can be an artist. So, like at 13, I'm like, bam, I got it. This is, I, I finally found an art form I could connect with, right. and that's what started this journey to where I'm at today. Now, there's a long, it's a long story from my introduction to where I'm at today. A lot, it's, it's a lot's happened in that time, but I'm just fortunate that I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm at today. So you're talking about this thing we never really heard of called hip hop. Uh, that you were influenced by. What were some of the first artists you heard that you connected to uh, back in back in the time? Well, like, like uh, musically or artistically? Both. So, obviously, like the um, obviously the, the first rap record, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Um, and there's a long story behind that, but you know that was the first thing that came on the airwaves. Uh, Blondie. Blondie, uh, yeah. Blondie. She Fat had that shit. Shout out Fat Five Freddy. Yeah, Fat Five Freddy, like uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Flash. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Rapture was that little rap part there. Uh, and then uh, Curtis Blow uh, had, had, had a Christmas song. Okay. Um, that was out. I mean, that, that, that shit was so dope. Like, they were jamming that Christmas shit after Christmas. Because it was like, <laughs> no no one had ever heard that shit before. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one had heard rap like that. Like Christmas and Holland and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that, that yeah. record was so dope. Like, they're like, it's February. We're gonna jam that Christmas song. Right, right up. Uh, so then, you know, Africa Bombada. Hey, uh, okay, that's what's up, man. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, everything from, uh, I mean, like the, the true pioneers, you know. Uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, Run DMC. Uh, and then after that, it's like, I, th I think, I think, after Run DMC, it just exploded. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was a pressure cooker. And Run DMC was the, was the ignite button. They crossed the mainstream, right? Yeah, it was the it was their collaboration with Aerosmith and Walk This Way, Walk this way yeah. and that was that one pivotal song that just really just helped Absolutely. explode the whole Absolutely. thing. But you know, uh, artistically though, uh, 
my, my heroes per se were all of the original, um, well, the, the, the New York City, uh, the New York subway bombers. Okay. Uh, cats like uh, Futura, Cope, Crash, Dondi, Scene. Um, like those dudes were like, that was my Picasso. That was my Dolly. You know, that, that was my, uh, uh, my hero that I could look up to and say, yeah. I want to be like that. They're you know? very icons. They're my icons. Because like yeah. other artists, again, I couldn't relate to it. So it's not like I could see, I could see. Uh, like Warhol. Yeah. I could, I, if I looked at a Warhol, there was nothing there for me that said, man, I connect with that so much. I want to be like him. Yeah. There was nothing. There was no connection there. But I could see Crash on the subway train be like, I want to be like him, you know? Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been really cool in this journey of mine that from the time I got into this to now, like I, I've had the opportunity to actually uh, either befriend or actually collaborate or actually work with a lot of these idols that I thought were untouched, like I thought they were unobtainable. And I've actually been fortunate to, to work with them in the past or bring them to Houston and be able to like collaborate. And can I ask you, how is that like feeling when you actually get to work with these type of people? You know, it's it's, it's an amazing feeling because I, I when I meet, especially when I meet people for the first time, I, I instantly go back to being a 13 year old. I'm like, oh shit, really? like, I can't believe I'm meeting this person. But then after that, it's like, Many of these guys, they're they're so they're so approachable. They're they're so cool. They're so like low key. Like, um, it, it, it's been it's been an honor really to be able to say that that I've been able to to um, even just have conversations with these guys. You know, like some of the best times I've had was like uh, there's a there's a, a great artist by the name of Futura 2000, and we brought him into Houston for an exhibition, and then we drove to South by Southwest to have a show there. So. I drove him to Austin, so I have like what two and a half hours in a car, yeah. just me in this like just grilling them probably. Yeah. No, no, not even. Just it's listening, driving. just listening. Okay. Like, For real? Yeah, like like he, you know, he just he's just talking, yeah. and I'm just absorbing. Like, you know, he's just like just talking, and they're, they're breaking bread with you, basically. Yeah, and it, 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 it like it was an honor for me just to like drive him two hours in Texas just to hear him just talk like I mean these guys have so much knowledge it's like so would you say for somebody to get at the level where you're at well which which, which I mean like respectfully you know, and I say this you know, respectfully you've done great things for the city of Houston would you say that one of the most important things is to listen and just absorb knowledge oh dude that's that's like you know it, it's you can say a lot by saying nothing, right? Like, you you, you don't have to talk to learn. You don't have to talk to, to get ahead. Um, I, I observe, yeah, observe, absorb. Um, a lot of times it's like, man, I, I, I'm not totally, I'm not gonna diss today's generation because I used to be that generation when people be like, ah, these guys, whatever. But I feel like today it's like, the, I think the internet has really killed a lot of creativity. The internet has killed, the internet has killed a lot of things. I grew up, you know, pre-internet, so I know what life is like without having a digital device attached to you. It was more of this. It wasn't Facebook, it was FaceTime. Yeah, the no real doubt. FaceTime. No doubt. Like back in my days, if you wanted someone to show up to your party, you didn't sit at the comfort of your own home 
with your hot cocoa and your underwear, just pushing buttons, click, 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 posting shit. Nah, motherfucker. You wanted motherfuckers to show up to your shit. You had to design a flyer, print those motherfuckers, print five, five to ten thousand of them, and then get them out there. You had to go to all the events. You had to go. I, you, I would have to be here right now with flyers, handing them out to everyone here. And then when I'm done here, I'd have to go down the street and hustle. And that's how you got people to, co- to show up to your, to your events. But it's like nowadays, though, it's like, for one, the internet has killed creativity in the sense that someone young that wants to get into what we're doing nowadays, the first thing they do is Google. They're going to Google graffiti or street yeah. art or whatever. Now, the entire world is at their disposal. And they can just thumb through what they like, pick what they see, what they like, and just emulate that with no foundation, no history, no mentoring, no knowledge. They just jump right in. The other thing is everyone seems to want to be overnight success. Everyone wants to be that next viral video. Everyone wants to be blow up tomorrow with putting zero work into it. Sure, that's going to happen every now and then to some lucky idiot that happens to do something that gets attention, but for the most part, it's like the art of the grind is gone. Everyone just wants to do it instantly. And they, you know, the younger generation, they had that instant gratification on their hand. It's like, think social whatever. media has made it too easy to, oh. like, it makes it feel like I can have that spotlight overnight. No, well, it's, it, it's, it's not even that I can have it, they expect it. This younger generation has this, um, they, they have this idea that that they are entitled to this. And like, no, you're not entitled to shit. If you want it, you gotta go get it. Go earn it. Like, it, it's it's easier to sit and want this to happen overnight. It's harder to get off your devices and go do it physically, go do it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's um, you know, you, you just gotta put the work in. I think it reminds remind me of, uh... I mean, we talk about like getting up on girls nowadays, where nowadays you can, you know, swipe, you know what I'm saying? You can get on so many different ways or reach out and holler at a girl, but back then, you know, you had to go out and then you had to spit game face to face. It was instant, it was, it, it felt genuine because you had to go out there and actually like, that was all the way. You were going to be lonely as hell unless you had a face to face with a girl or guy, whoever you were talking to. Trying to spin and holler out of them. Nowadays, you feel like you just be out behind the computer. It's, it's like, it's like, like totally, man, totally. It's like nowadays, it's like, you know, even like communicating, everyone's using the uh, abbreviations. You know, uh, WYD. Man, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> learn how to spell, motherfucker. Like, you know, I, and the other thing, you know, what, what, what upsets me again, it's like the idea that, that everything's so instant. You know, you have people that all. They'll send you a text message, and then you don't answer. They're like, "What's up?" I'm like, "I got a life. That's what's up, and I'm living it. I don't, I don't let my phone dictate my my actions. You know, there's times where I'm working, I set my phone down. I don't get back to it 13, 13 hours later. I'll look at it. And I'll be honest, um, you're you're a bit more on that generation. You know, that we're not so much like you're. Kind of like still caught up. I'm in the generation where it's like all cell phones. So I'll be honest, I, I get caught up sometimes where it's like the cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but I've kind of had to stop because my fiance kind of has like to tell me 
like, dude, you gotta enjoy the moments that are in front of you. Because this fucking phone is just gonna fucking destroy you. And it's true, like, sometimes you miss out on what's in front of you just because of this fucking phone. You get what I'm saying? And a phone just used to be this, like, high and by. Yeah. Now it's become more like, it's everything. Like, high and by. What's going on? What's doing this? And you get what I'm saying? So it's, you didn't even get free calls until like after seven or after nine. You hurry up like, hey, what's up? What you doing? Oh, I got my minutes. All right, peace out. Peace. We gotta go back to the pager days, man. Pagers, yeah, pagers, yo. and pay phones, you man. Get the code and stuff like that. Like, hold on. My brother used to have a pager, man. That dude had two pagers, bro. They used to one eight hundred collect all the time and put my name in. They're like, okay, what is your name? I'm like, hey, can you pick me up? And I'd be like, hurry up and hang up. Cause he had like two pages. I, we reached the room together. Like well, I was younger and he was, you know, he was older than me. And then one of them used to ring. I'm like, bro, they're calling you on that one. And I don't answer that one. I, I don't care about that one. Then the other ones were like, hey, they're calling you. I'm like, okay, let me go. Like, okay, so that's when I started understanding. You get what I'm saying? Like, hey, what, what my brother playing here? Yeah, yeah. But Gonzo, um, I actually wanted to bring out one of the biggest things, like. Um, it's admirable, and I actually get to notice you always brought the sombrero with you. You know, so my parents are from Mexico, and so like all of all of my family in Mexico, they're all rancheros, right? They they they, they work the land, and you know they all wear hats. And I uh, part of it is heritage. The other part is it's actually uh, functional. You know, like. I, I, I shave my head, right? So I don't have any hair on my head. And I'm always outside working, so my head always gets sunburned. Ah, okay. I always get paint all on my shit. And then one day I was like, shit, fucking hat. Like, I should wear one. Like, yeah, yeah. It actually, it's, a, it, for, it's huh? functional. It's yeah. not fashion. And so I started wearing a hat to keep the, the sun out of my face and off my head and also to keep the paint out of my face. And then, as you can tell, like, my hats, they just... They evolve with whatever project I'm on, and uh, it gets to a point where people are like, "Dude, where'd you buy that hat?" I'm like, uh, "Fiesta." <laughs> like, I'm gonna go get one. I'm like, "Go ahead, that's where I get my hats, man. My, my work hats." But uh, same thing with my—I uh, don't have my paint pants on today, but my paint pants, uh, you know, they—they they have all this paint on. And people are like, "Dude, where'd you get those pants?" I'm like, "Dude, I got these at Target." They're like, yeah, I'm gonna go get a pair. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like. But people see like they see it. They see a, a fashion sense to it. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, look, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a fashion statement. I'm just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's work. It works. It's my work attire, right? It's you. It's me. And, so uh, let me ask you something. Um, so you grew up in East End. What side of East End did you grow up in? I grew up over by uh, Austin High School on Sharp Street. So did you go to Austin? No, my parents put me in uh, Blessed Sacrament. On Sherman Street. Uh, yes. So check this out. So when I was born, my my dad, although he knew English, refused to speak English to me and my sister, my older sister. And uh, so growing up, I didn't know any English at all, only Spanish. And I don't know if it was a cruel joke, but then my parents decided to put us in private Catholic school. And at the time, the schools were still ran by nuns. In particular, old school Irish nuns that still wore the habits. Well, they hit you with the ruler in the street. Hey. So, 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 imagine this little Mexican kid in first grade being taught by the principal, which was an Irish nun with a heavy Irish accent, 
and not knowing any English. Yeah. And it's true, she would beat your knuckles with a wooden ruler. So, essentially, I learned English through an Irish nun and a wooden ruler. So did you speak? Did you I, 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 I had to learn. Every day my dad would pick me up from school, the nun would bitch him out. And I remember she would be like, hey, you need to teach your kid English. This is America. You need to know English. And my dad's like, yeah, I know. My dad's like, yeah, I know. He's got to learn it. He's not going to survive if you don't learn it. But he said, as soon as he starts learning English, he's going to stop speaking Spanish. So I got to make sure he knows as much Spanish as possible. And so that's, it worked. I, I, I'm bilingual. I learned my Spanish. And I learned my English. And you're comfortable with both languages. Yeah, I for sure. I need the hell out of that, man. Because I've well, I'll tell you what. Days, Give me a wooden ruler, I'll teach you Spanish. <laughs> hey, shit. Right, I'll teach you too. Damn, you bleed in this shit. Ah, Dios mío. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I, I pretty much like my family. Dude, from, from Kaler Street, Lockwood, Canal. My grandma still lives on Canal. Uh, I mean, basically, Canal was our, was our, um, our main hub. That was our main hub, dude. From from Milby Street all the way down to 75th Street, like that was that was our shit. And um, so I grew up when the neighborhood was. I mean, it still has its charm now. Obviously, things are changing there. I would say, you know. And that's what I kind of wanted to ask you about is the change. How do you feel about the change? Well, it, it's going to happen regardless. It doesn't matter what city you're in. Doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. It's it's going to happen. Change is always going to happen. So it's pretty much like, what can you do about it? What I like about it in the East End is that I think the East End has been able to see change happen in other parts of the city, and we're expecting it. So I think that the, the advantage is that the East End is allowing change to happen, but almost on its own terms, because the neighborhood and the whole side of town is hanging on to the identity of the town. Other parts of the city, unfortunately, like Freemanstown. I remember back in the days driving through Freemanstown, and I drive through it now, I don't even recognize it. You know, like the streets are no longer brick. The the houses are, are no longer, uh, you know, shotgun row houses. They're all like these condos and shit. And it's like that part of town just got redeveloped. And, 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 and unfortunately, a lot of history was lost. I think with the East End, as a whole, everyone's like, look, it's cool to come and kind of refurbish and, 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 and rebuild. But you can't lose the charm of what makes East End the East End. And I think that's the biggest thing I've had with gentrification. Before, I used to be, like, I've come long ways. Because I used to be like, I'm totally against any change. But I've come to re like realization that I'm okay with it, but keep the history alive. Right. So, uh, so like even like, um, like uh, the Metro Expansion Rail, if you notice that all the, the stops, the architecture of the, of, the, of the shelters for the Metro, um, they're all designed with the neighborhood in mind. Even at the bus stops, they have the little benches that are sculptures, and the sculptures are Spanish words. You know, like, there's a lot of developments happening, uh, even like on navigation, uh, the Esplanade. Uh, they totally redid the Esplanade, or actually created the Esplanade, but if you look at it, it looks like you're in a, in a, in a, in a Mexican kind of like a plaza. Uh, and so, a lot of upgrades are coming to this part of town, but uh, like I said, thankfully the, the, the management district is, is, is aware and making sure that these things happen without the uh, without the loss of identity. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. For me to hear, like, you know what I'm saying? I know you're from, you know, the barrio. You get what I mean? So to hear it. Oh, know, second war, dude. Yeah, second like war. Always, man. So to hear that positivity coming, you know, it's always, it feels good for somebody like me that 
I came a long ways. Like I said, I used to feel like no change. You know what I'm saying? Like keep it the way. But now I'm to where like I'm okay with change. But I just, you know, don't forget the history of it. You know what I'm saying? For sure, so it feels man. Good for you know to hear that for me. You well, know? yeah. I mean, being against gentrification, against the the process of getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. I mean, everybody wants their neighborhood to get money put into it, to be built up, to be taken care of. Nothing wrong with that, right? You want that kind of change. Um, the, the unfortunate part is, if there is ways where they're being a little more nefarious, where they all of a sudden they're trying to get a lot of people out of here, you know, during that process of change. Yeah. I think that's the big issue. It's about the displacement of It's folks. pushing people out. Yeah, and that, that's what you can say. So you can still be against education. You get the idea of just being displaced. But, I mean, everybody wants to see their neighborhood get taken care of a little more. So, I mean, I, I feel you on that, man. That's, that's pretty cool that, you, you know, you kind of get to see the entire aspect. It's, it's, uh, it, it is crazy, though, the, to see, like, the neighborhood I grew up in. And then you go back now and see the improvements, and it's like, shit, why couldn't that be happening when I was there, you know? Like, <laughs> You're like damn, I would have liked that. I, I was, I was tell uh, uh, my family, my daughter, or my, my wife, when we drive through the East End, it's like, okay, when, when I see a, a street that's been a shitty street my entire life, and they repave it, I'm like, oh, that's it. They're just pave, they're paving the road for. Yeah. It's like. And they don't use that cheap that's that's asphalt, where they start. They if you like, notice, they start with the streets yeah. because they got to make those streets nice so that people that are going to start buying the shit there are like, oh, this is nice out here. Yeah. They have shitty roads and I'm not living out here. Yeah, yeah. So it starts with the streets, man. That's absolutely right. Because you can tell sometimes they do that patchwork where it's just like the asphalt. No, when they redo they the whole thing. That shit's gonna pop up. Well, they shut down the whole fucking block. When they take off everything, then they just relay all that cement. All of a sudden, now you're like, okay. Yeah, like, it's, it's getting real now. So, my final thing I have to bring up to you, Gonzo, is, uh, uh, man, every time I see you on your Instagram or whatever, like, you're doing some type of art somewhere, you know, um, in the city of Houston. No matter what, you're doing something in the city of Houston, bringing your art to life. What inspires you to do that every single day? Man, that's, that's a tough question to answer like in one shot there's a, there's a lot of ways I can approach this question but really really like uh, a big part is that the city actually inspires me so like like when I was doing my thing back in the 80s um, you know this wasn't considered art at all and to go to a point where the city was anti-graffiti in a sense to the point where now the, the, the city of Houston commissions me to do work that like that, that in itself inspires me to know that that amount of change has happened in the last 25 years. When I first got into it, when I was 17, um, I had, I, I, I don't wanna say a vision, but I saw, I saw I saw a bigger picture. And I always told myself, I, I think like 10 years in advance, I'm like, okay, in 10 years, hopefully this will happen, or if not, what can I do now to make sure that this happens in 10 years? Because at that point, this is gonna happen in the next 10 years. It's almost like planning, strate yeah, strategic yeah, planning. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I feel like it's it's been a it's been a journey, but it's almost like Houston itself has impressed me. Like it's it's uh it used to be a, a town people couldn't wait to get out of. Like oh man, I'm gonna go blow up in New York. I'm gonna go to L.A. and blow up. No one ever wanted to stay here to blow up because no one thought it was possible. Yeah. A lot's happened the last 20 years, 25 years in Houston, where it's like now people are coming here to blow up, or you don't have to leave to blow up. And the fact that the, the, the city is like, it still has that southern hospitality, 
You know, we're, we're, we're a small town in a big city. And the people here are awesome. And, and, and really the vibe, even like where we're at tonight, like the vibe is really inspires me to, to continue the mission of bringing more street or more art to the streets of the city, making this art more accessible to people. Uh, and really just, just trying to promote the arts in general to inspire the next generation so that when there's another 13-year-old kid, he can, see, he can see that there's a path. He can see that there's a way out. I'm living proof, man. Like, again, I was born in Second Ward, and now, you know, I'm a full-time artist. This is, this is what I do for a living. I don't have another job. I don't support my family with my, my full-time job and I do art on the side. Like, this is all I got. And, and, and I'm really proud to say that, you know, what I've been able to do in this journey now sustains me and my family. Uh, but the thing is, though, it's uh, it's a journey, man. It's uh, it, it, it's not overnight success, and it's going to be it's it's following your passion and your heart, not the money. If you follow the money, you're never going to be satisfied. It's never going to come fast enough. It's not going to be it's not going to be you know big enough. It's, and, and and you're going to end up killing yourself little by little. But if you follow your passion and you do what you love and you love what you do every day, then you're having fun every day. So it doesn't matter if you're making big money or no money because you're loving what you do. What's your next step? My next step? Yeah. It's going to be a leap. I'm tired of making steps. Hey, nah, nah, I'm just joking. I like that. Nah, hey, that, that was just deep. joking. No, um, I don't know, man. You know, <clears throat> it's almost like there, there's, there, I feel like there's still so much more to do yeah. here in the city. Like, I, I just have a lot of ideas of, of what I would like to see happen in the city and it's just uh, just preparing myself to put myself in a position where you know make, make opportunities happen and then also again to, uh, to, to to leave something behind for the next generation like I, I need I need 10 year olds right now to be like that's what I want to do and I'm gonna do it here and I, and I can make it happen that's really the lay the groundwork so that it's easier for them to get to that point no, you know, it's funny. I uh, uh, my my very first access to art when I was a kid, right? I was drawing, but I never my first real quote unquote real piece of art I ever saw was a mural on Canal Street. Uh, if you go there now, it's it's you, you can't even see it because it's pretty much all gone. But when I was a kid. The, the, the mural was painted by an artist by the name of Leo Tanguma, and it was called The Rebirth of Our Nationality. And it's uh, it's on Canal Street next to uh, Burnett Elementary. And I was born I was born in 72. The mural was dedicated in 73. So I literally had seen that wall growing up my entire life. And, and I remember like when I was old enough to comprehend what I was looking at, it blew my mind that I couldn't I couldn't wrap my mind around wow somebody painted that and it was huge I mean when you're a small kid like that building was just huge and I was like one day I want to do something like that like that was my first vision of like I want to do that but I didn't know what that was I just knew I wanted to do that so it's uh that inspired me as uh, I was probably eight nine and so if we can produce more street art, it doesn't have to be even doesn't have to be like graffiti or street art. Just produce more public art. The more you can produce, the wider wake you create, you know. And then one of those wakes or ripples will help someone spring forward. I don't know. 
something like that. I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, I really enjoyed like talking to you, man. You're very inspiring. I like that uh, you're very humble, man, and very open to talking. Dude, to I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I, dude, I, advice and stuff I like appreciate that. that. So, like, when I was younger, sure, like, especially in the graffiti game, man, like, uh, graffiti is all about ego. Like, when you, like, even the kids that were first doing it, it's like, it's about my name on everything. It's about me putting my name on this and this and this because and this. that's what it is, right? Whether, You're trying to yeah. your name it's like, it's like, whether you like it or not, I exist and I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you I exist by putting my name everywhere. And it's very ego driven, which you know it's 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 fun because at that age, that's all you have. You don't you don't own property, you don't have a car, you know, you are owned by your parents. You know, you don't pay rent, you don't have bills. All you got is to go out bombing and put your name everywhere. And a lot of it's ego, but and I admit, when I was younger, yeah, I had ego. Even even when I was a little older in life, I had ego. But dude, I got to a point where it's like, what the what the fuck? Like, it, 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 there's no, there's, there's no reason to have an ego, man. It's right like, on, right on. what's the point in that? Like, there's no point in that. It, it's, 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 um, it, it, for me, it was just kind of a mind change of like, I, I, I don't need to have an ego to be able to um, express what you're really trying to do. Yeah, it's like, like, I, I don't, I don't need to have that extra baggage behind that. You know, for me, it, it's almost like. It, I used to do it for the attention of, you know, doing it. And that's the whole thing, like, the attention. And it's weird because, like, nowadays it's like, I, I it's as weird as it sounds, I, I shy away from the attention. It's like, now it's like, it's just funny. It's like, when I was younger, I was working so hard to get to this point where it's like, look at me, oh, shit. You know, when I, that young mindset of, like, me, 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 me. Now, thankfully, I'm in a position where I do get a lot of attention. But now it's just like, oh, shit, man. Like, no, man, like, it's not even about me. It's, yeah. it's weird, like, There's it's not story. about me. It's not about me at all. No. It's not even about me anymore. It's like, it's about all this other stuff. It's about that person and this wall and this other, and like, it's just like, it's weird how it, it, it's, it's, I got to that point where it, it, it's as weird as that sounds, man. It's like, it's not even about to me, me. To me, it's not weird, man. Like, dude, like, just listening to you right now, like, inspired me in so many ways, man. Like, you're so humble. Oh, I appreciate that, man. And it's like, said it, it's, it's it's growth man like again when i was younger and it, it, i think it's it's a just stages in life you go through but like when i was younger I, again sure it was just about me and yeah, what, yeah, yeah. but and but i think it's stages like you said like, I, I just got to a point where i realized that there's a bigger picture that's yeah, bigger than me and, it, and and it's not it's not it's it's no longer what can i do for myself it's like what what can i do that's going to help sustain the next generation or the next creative person that wants to do something yeah it's uh you know it's 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 i i don't know i just i just i just feel like there there's so many good people in the city doing great things it's like everyone should be celebrated. You don't have to single one person out. That's amazing. No, that's, yeah, that's good knowledge. That's an experience coming in with, you know, uh, you know, just living a good life mixed with what's in your background. That's always good to hear that. Hell, I learned. I mean, I'm a little older than you, but I mean, it's something good. I like to hear stuff, man. So I, I appreciate hearing everything.
much. Oh, thank you guys, man. Thank you for Shout outs, man. I mean, where can everybody find well, you? Well, first of all, I, I think Doc's looking for his microphone, man. You gotta go back to the future for this thing, man. No, uh, I don't know. I'm all over the place, man. Uh, just Gon- really Gon- Gonzo 247 at everything. Just put an ad. No, no, no. Put, no, put no it's that simple. Like, straight yeah, up. Yeah, like simple. Like, you can find him like every single word like that. Like, yeah. simple. He's on MySpace, my nigga. He's on MySpace. He's on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Friendster. Come on. Friendster. Damn, man. <laughs> no, man. Thank you for keeping it no, no, man. No, you know. Thank you for keeping it barrio and keeping it for real for a second. And, dude, and, and thank you guys for doing what you do because this is a whole other thing that, dude, we didn't have when I was coming up. We didn't have the opportunity to be able to set up a fucking radio station at live at an event. Yeah. Come on, man! Like the fact that you're going out of your way to do this says a lot about what you guys are doing and your mission of like bringing bringing the real shit to your listeners. Thank you, man. Again, like that's the difference between there's people that get comfortable in their own home and they're like, oh, I got everything here. I don't have to leave the house. Yeah, but you suck. I mean, like, let fucking do it. It, it, it takes more effort to do this. Yes. And it's crazy, man, because a lot of people don't see you. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to build something like you were saying. Like, you get what I'm saying? And it's like, for example, tomorrow, I have to leave to LA for work. You get what I'm saying? By 9 to 5. But it's like, I want to do this. You get what I'm saying? Like, this so, is what I Okay, so, so, again, I got, I got in a graph when I was 13. I was out sneaking out of my parents' house, writing my name. I, I had literally, I had no clue what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Nothing. I just, uh, when I was 17, I was graduating high school, 1990. I, I just, I was like, all right, this is, I'm going to graduate. So what? Well, I ended up graduating out of uh, North Shore High School. And uh, they, they put the seniors in, a, in the auditorium and they brought out a, uh, a motivational speaker to come out and high five everyone, I guess. I don't know. But he basically started talking about what people do after high school. And he was like, yo, some of you guys are going to college, right? Like, you already know you're going to college. You're accepted or you're filling applications or whatever. Then he said something like, you know, some of you guys are maybe going to the military or straight to the workforce, get a job. And anyhow, he names all these options. And for me, I just felt like, dude, you're not much of a motivator because none of those options appeal to me. And... uh, so in the end, he kind of wraps up his thing and he's like, look, b- before you go off and do whatever it is you're going to do, I'll ask you one question. And he said, what, what's the one thing that you love to do so much that you're willing to do that for free? And for me, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, graffiti, I do that shit for free anyway. And he right. said, well, whatever you're thinking about, you should consider that as your career. And that just blew my mind. Because back in 1990, graffiti, again, wasn't even art here. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't accepted. But I was like, graffiti as a, as a professional career. Man, okay. I finally had a vision. Like, okay, now I know, I know where I got to go. I just didn't know how to get there. And, and it was an uphill battle because it, there was no one else really doing anything toward in that direction. And, and uh, it's before the internet. So there wasn't, it wasn't as easy as like Googling shit. So I had to figure out, well, how does an artist make money? Well, you got to put your shit in museums. You got to put it in galleries. You got to sell it. You got to show it. So I went to this ancient technology. You might have seen it. It looks like a Bible, big book with yellow pages in it. So I opened up the yellow pages, and I just looked up everything that had art in front of it. 
So I just went to every address, I called every number, art supply, art store, art gallery, art museum, everything that was in the phone book, I just showed up. Like, yo, my name's Gonzo, I'm an artist, I wanna do something. And everyone said, no, graffiti's not art, you're a gang member, get out of here. But it, it, it was that hustle of like, okay, I, 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 there's tools out there, I just gotta figure out how to put these things together and, and, and start, get my tools ready so I can start clearing that path. But, and I was saying, like, I didn't, I didn't follow the money. I followed my passion. And I, I, I'm not afraid of being broke. A lot of times people don't make decisions in life because they're like, man, if I fail, I'm going to be broke. Well, if you're broke, what's going to happen is you're going to starve. It's okay. I've been broke, so I know what it's like. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of being broke. If you, if, you can get past, if you can get past being afraid of being broke, then, then you open yourself up to awesome possibilities. Also, I keep saying this, I'm getting older, but I keep saying this, and you guys, I can tell you right now, you're still young enough to fail. Because if you fail, you're fucking young. You can, you can dust yourself off and you can keep going. And, and for me, it's like, it, it's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. Uh, the, the best way I can equate this is like, every day, I just planted a seed. I put some water on it, I, I buried it, and I went on to the next day. Next day, I plant another seed. 25 years later, I can look back and finally all those seeds have, have, have finally matured into trees. And some of those trees now carry fruit. So starving for 25 years, that fruit tastes pretty fucking good right now. But it's been a while to cultivate that. It's like a farmer, man. My, my, my people are farmers, man. So it's like, I understand that process of like, you sow now, you tend it, take care of it, and then you get to reap the rewards. Um, but that's, 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 you know, that's, don't be afraid to do what you're gonna do. Like, do you wanna do a full-time radio show? God damn it, do a fucking full-time radio show. Again, it's, it's tough though, I ain't gonna lie, look, it's tough. I, I'll be honest, I waited till later in life to get married. I waited later in life to have a serious girlfriend because I knew there's not a lot, not a lot of females that can put up with this shit. Like, what do you mean we can't go to the movie because you're broke? I'm okay with that. <laughs> what do you mean we got to eat at the dollar menu? I'm okay with that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Dude, congratulations on the yoga, man. I'm going to come by, though. My homie Outlaw right there. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got the new shop. Outlaw. Yeah, I'm about to bring him in right now. He just opened up right now. Yeah, right there. Oh, Cesar Chavez and Navigation. Uh, sorry. So, yeah. Like I said, my man. boy Gonzo went deep on the whole thing. Like, sorry, man. So sorry. Shit out, I'm about to explode. I know. Like, no, Don't be sorry about, man. I mean, every time you're able to impart some knowledge like that, man, like, powerful, beautiful, and dope at the same time. You know? And like you said, because you got to live through a lot of experiences, it's cool to hear someone going through that. Especially for people out there who are trying to come up in our game. Period. Whether it is, whether you're tagging, whether you're, you're painting, whether you're, you know, even if you're doing other forms of art, it's really cool to hear that, man. So, like you said, we, we appreciate you even well, breaking bread with us and dropping that. Oh, thank you, man. But I guess the, the bottom thing is, like, just be happy with what you're doing because, like, I know people that, that follow a different path in life and they went to college and they got the career they wanted or thought they needed to make the money they thought they needed to buy the house and the car they thought they needed. And then they holler at me, like, Damn guns, man, I follow you on Instagram. Man, you're living the life, man. Or like, damn guns, you were just here or there doing this. 
And I'm like, yo, what's up with you? How you been, man? Like, oh, man, fucking work sucks. I'm on my way to work, or I gotta be at work, or work is work. And now they have all the things they wanted in life. They got the car, they got the fancy boat, they got the swimming pool, they got that. They don't got the past. But they, but now the things that you own end up owning you. And now you, now you need that job. Now you gotta get that raise. Now you gotta do that overtime. Whereas if you do what you love and you love what you do, it's never work. Like, for instance, right now, thankfully, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy with, with uh, work uh, related surrounding, you know, this entire week of festivities for Super Bowl. I, I, I've, been, I've been working, I've been working pretty much like, I'm on like three hours of sleep every night, but it's not work. I'm having fun. I keep telling myself, when this becomes work, I'm going to quit because I don't want to work. I want to have fun. But yo, man, my lady's calling me. I got, I got, I got to get back. I got to get back to my table, man. Really appreciate it, man. No, no worries, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. You guys be cool. Thanks, thanks for uh, inviting me to to talk to you guys. No, thank you. Peace out, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it.